Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who love thrifting and have been reselling online for the past few years. We are sharing all of our best tips and tricks along the way, as well as setting goals and updating our progress each week with brand new episodes every Tuesday. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sisters Who Posh. This week, we will be talking about when is it time to just let go of an item and remove it from your Poshmark closet or your personal closet, for that matter. So this is something we normally don't talk about, so I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I think, like, especially now that we've been reselling for a couple years, on Poshmark we have some items you know holding us down we've made light of it in the past with like some of our (laughs) Halloween episodes the (laughs) items that haunt us um but eventually you're just carrying a little too much baggage that might be time to really clean house and do a little spring cleaning on your your Poshmark closet totally but before we get into that what is going on this week oh my gosh not too much is going on my due date is this month, so that's like <gasps> wild. <Yay>! I'm 37 <laughs> weeks while we're recording this, so my my doctor said like the baby starts coming, they're not stopping him anymore. Like he's ready. Uh, I love it. <laughs> so exciting! We're so excited for you. <laughs> I know we were joking because it's like his due date's like you know really like the very end of September. So in my head, I'm like, yep, September's here. Like, he's coming. (laughs) And, like, there's a pretty good chance he won't be here till October. Like, especially, like, being a first baby and all that. So it's like, I got to wrap my head around that it might be October. But so far, I'm just not open to that, you know? We love the positivity (laughs) that you're like, I'm, uh, this is wrapping up. He's going to be here. (laughs) Yeah, I was talking, I think, I can't remember if I was talking to mom or someone or you or whoever. I was like, yep, like. I think he'll probably be here like soon and they're like oh like, are you feeling like any like signs i'm like no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're like no one said anything like no one's like checking we're just like you're like taking measurements and being like oh like yeah it'll be soon <laughs> there's no evidence that he's uh, i keep asking like is he measuring big or something like no, that no. Like, no this average. is his mother's intuition yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love it i love it well so yeah, all that to say, may, you know, we are planning to have episodes coming out up until Taylor's um, baby arrives. But if we somehow drop off, obviously we'll update on Instagram and let everyone know the good news. So for sure. So if we drop off, just cross your fingers that that's what's going on for my sake. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> yeah well well we don't have, have like a super plan in place for the podcast for the first few weeks like when he's here but we'll keep you posted whenever we decide yes um I'm trying to think what else is new not too much i've still just been really focusing on cross-listing um i did uh make a few more depop sales this week so that's been like really exciting one like heartbreaking thing about depop that I've noticed now that I've been a little more familiar with the app is the offers work differently than they do on like any of the other apps I'm on where it's like, it's so exciting. Cause like if someone sends you an offer, like I'm always like, oh, so excited, obviously. Then yeah. I accept it. 
but like that's not when like I feel like that's where it normally ends at the other apps. Like if, if they send me an offer, I accept it, then it's like the deal is done. But on Depop, there's... get the packaging supplies out. It's <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but on Depop, there's like one more step. So it's like they send like, okay, would you take this amount? And then you're like, yes, I would. And then they have to also accept one more time on their end, being like, okay, I'll pay you it now. Here we go. Oh, that's lame. So, you, so I had like a really sad situation. I've had these boots that I bought at Last Chance. They are so cool. They're like Hannah Montana vibes. They're like mm. kind of like a magenta pink, burgundy-ish kind of color. They're like kind of like a crocodile um, texture to them. I don't think they're real crocodile or anything, but you know what I mean? That like kind of yeah. croc pointed toe yeah. over the knee heeled boot like pink boots and the brand is called black suede which retails for a lot and someone offered me 160 dollars for them on depop i never accepted an offer faster and (laughs) i've heard as a tip for depop like um because like this happens a lot where people send an offer and then it just kind of gets lost in the shuffle because it's like i accept but like if they don't see that i accepted in time then like they might not do Mm. their last accepting on their end so normally when I get an offer now I and I accept it, I send a message on Depop that's like, hey, just just accepted your offer. Um, once you accept on your end, I'll go ahead and ship these out tomorrow. Just to like kind of bubble it up to them. Yeah. So I send out my message. And I would say nine times out of ten, that does actually work. And then it really helps avoid the ghosting because I think people just really miss well, they don't realize you accept it, yeah. Or I think maybe they don't even know that, like, they didn't buy them yet because they're just, like, yeah, they get a notification saying I accepted. So it's, like, if they're not used to Depop either, they might be, like, sweet, when are my boots <laughs> going to be here? They're checking their mail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then, um, so I sent the message. It's been 24 hours. She slipped How into my fingers. How long the offer active? It ended at 11 p.m. last night. Ooh, so you'd have to start and over. I even yesterday, when it was like eight hours left, I even sent another message. Still up. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> and then another message that was like, still interested, question mark. And then she messaged me back at like 10 p.m. last night and was like, I'm sorry, like, which item is this for again? I sent a couple offers yesterday. Oh, Depop's so confusing. So I was like, oh, it's the boots. Then I'm like, oh, I moved them to the top of my closet for you so you can see them. Yeah. I'm weird. <laughs> Anything you want, I'll do it. <laughs> but she didn't accept it on time. So, I mean, I was still kind of in contact with her last night at 10, so maybe she'll she circle might back. Around. Yeah. But it's just so heartbreaking because it's like, in my head, the deal is done, you know? Right. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But. Not the best process for Depop. It does. It is a good process for, like, buyer's remorse or, like, oh yeah, you know, That's if like, you're just sending yeah, a bunch of offers. Money? Like, don't you want that 10%? <laughs> Come on. Let's get this deal done. <laughs> Why are we adding these extra accept, accept <laughs> stops along the way? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's just something to get used to on Depop. Um, and then, so for next week, we're going to have an interview come out with one of my reseller friends in town here, Juju, who does a lot of selling on Depop too. So I got the chance yes. to talk to her this week. And we got to have her back on some other time when you're there too, Maddie, because the whole time she's just so good about like keeping things simple. And even though she's a full-time reseller, I feel like 
I feel like her advice is so good for like a part-time reseller because like her whole thing is like you know she gets ahead on her drafts and like she lists her 10 times today she's like oh I'm done with my reselling work by like 9 a.m every day like and then she just that's amazing yeah like she really just keeps it simple because I feel like a lot of reselling can be like um, almost overcomplicated where you add all these steps in where it's like the end of the day the name of the game is just putting listings up consistently and right making sales doesn't need to be rocket science and I like talking to her about that that's that's a great perspective yeah I'm I'm excited to hear that interview and definitely excited to have her back yes for sure what is new with you this week so a couple reselling updates um one of my goals if you recall Mm -hmm. (laughs) before I went on maternity leave was like just getting the items out before they get canceled if I make a sale and oh I've been so close those final (laughs) shipping reminders are coming right in yeah that has been getting very bad I haven't had any get canceled and people have been so nice about it too where like you know when you get the email that it's like reminding you and then you see that you got like a message from them and you're like oh gosh like they're gonna be so annoyed but people have been like you know is this gonna ship today yeah (laughs) yeah and I'm like yeah and then they're like oh amazing thank you so much like they're like so nice and I'm like oh thank goodness I'm like yeah sorry for the delay but so that's something I'm definitely want to work on um I know like just like having family in town and stuff going on that like the five business days just go by real quick from when you made the sale. But so true. But yeah, I've been really uh, dancing with fire with that. <laughs> well, that's a good and thing then, though. It means you're making sales. Yeah, yeah. I have been making a few sales here and there. Nothing like overly exciting, but I mean, for doing kind of the minimum, that's I'm loving it. Um, and I did last week list some of the personal items that I removed from my personal closet and that was like really fun I have not listed like a new item only like copy listings in a very long time so it was fun to do the steps of you know the photography and getting the listings up and I did notice kind of a surge in likes after I put a few new listings up just on my closet overall so that was really encouraging and I definitely have more personal items to photograph and stuff, but, but that was a good, good first step. Love it. I know. And you were saying that you're kind of in the phase of wanting to redo your wardrobe a little bit. So maybe there'll be more personal items coming soon. Oh yeah. Yeah. More on that on when to say goodbye to an item. (laughs) (laughs) So true. So true. (laughs) We are bringing to you live our Posh News Update. Each week, we'll give you an update on what's going on in the Poshmark app, any new features, or what's going on in the reseller community. All right. Well, we have a couple new updates we wanted to discuss as part of our Posh News Update this week. So the first one actually has to do with Mercari. We saw on Mercari this week that a notification popped up that Mercari is introducing direct messaging with customers. I guess when I first Mm. saw this pop up, like, I didn't realize that we didn't already have this feature. I was like, I know I've messaged with people in the past. But in the past, the only way you were able to message with a buyer 
on Mercari was when there was like a pending offer going on around like a certain item, basically like a chat that was like tied to a certain item you were able to like talk in. Right. Whereas this Mercari direct messaging is like more around, like if you go to someone's direct profile and have questions for them, you can send them a message directly there. Hmm. Yeah, I think this is great for sellers just to kind of have more of a personal touch. If someone likes your items, just being able to be the one to reach out rather than I feel like before on Mercari, it was kind of waiting for the buyers to say something or, you know, ask a question. But now we can maybe treat it more like Poshmark where we can be a little more upfront. Definitely. Yeah. Like on Poshmark, we're constantly messaging people. We have entire episodes dedicated to like different ways we communicate with the buyers, specifically on Poshmark. And yeah, that was one of those things with Mercari that, you know, unless people are asking me a question, I'm not usually like reaching out a whole lot. Yeah. Like that's not like one of our steps when I open Mercari and I'm like, okay, I'm going to like try to get something cooking here. Yeah. (laughs) it's like we're sending out the the offers but just not really saying anything with it which kind of is not as personal true yeah so this gives you a lot more options with that and yeah I feel like it's just always good to be able to communicate with people (laughs) communication is key (laughs) love it then the second update we have news update is Poshmark related and there is a new feature where when someone opens a case against you you can offer a partial refund yes I've seen a lot of chatter about this new feature (laughs) um I believe it's rolled out to everyone now I'm not sure if it was part of a beta or anything like that yeah so when you get a case opened there's an option now for you kind of like basically like resolve it on your own or offer the buyer a full refund or partial refund, like um, without Poshmark having to step in and like approve anything. Yeah. I I see both sides. Cause like in some ways, you know, I I can think of times where I've had a bundle. I can think of one time where I have a bundle Mm. and I literally like left an item out of the bundle on accident. And then they're like, Hey, like I'm missing an item. (laughs) I'm like, Oh my gosh, sorry. And the way it works right now on Poshmark before this feature, it was kind of like, like Poshmark was really not giving partial refunds like that, even though that would clearly make the most sense. Like in that specific case to be like, right. Just, you know, the value of that one item, just refund them that amount from my, my earnings. There was really no way for Poshmark to refund from like the seller's earnings before it was like, either they would have to fully return everything or Poshmark would have to offer them like a posh credit that they would accept. Right. So I think that like could be really useful if it's, if it's truly like the seller made a, you know, you, if you're selling for a while on these apps, you, you probably will make a mistake with shipping at some point where it's like, Oh yeah, like I missed this flaw. That's really bad. Or this and especially when it's a bundle it it just is like so horrible when they have to ship back the whole bundle because of one item having an issue and a lot of times this even the buyer is like like i love everything else like i don't really want to send it all back like yeah that just puts them in a weird spot too because they're like but i don't want to pay extra basically (laughs) yes so i think that's like the side of this that i see is like the pro is for those situations now there is like a solution that makes a lot more sense than like 
ship it all back and then them rebuying it and you shipping out the remaining four items or like something like that just overcomplicates. But the overall kind of thing I've seen on Instagram is like, that's been one of the good parts about Poshmark is, you know, we give them 20% of the sales and then like, you know, when you get these cases where people are just kind of wanting to return because of like sizing or fit or just like, honestly, because they're having buyer's remorse and just like wanting to return it. You can kind of just let Poshmark handle those. Like a lot of times we don't even respond to those cases at this point. We kind of see Poshmark's 20% as like a customer service fee for them to troubleshoot that. And I think a lot of people are scared that this means that there's like an expectation if someone's not perfectly happy with their item that as a seller, we're like offering some type of partial refund to like make the customer happy. Like the customer's always right sort of thing. Mm, Yeah, I disagree. (laughs) I don't like that at all. (laughs) I think as a seller now, it's more important than ever to understand when someone can return something and like looking at Poshmark's rules for that. So like if there's a flaw that wasn't disclosed, if the size is wrong, if, you know, something like that, it's like, yes, that is a situation where, there should be some kind of refund or return happening but it's like clear on Poshmark rules that you can't return based on fit and you can't just return because you want to like right so I think as a seller just kind of like standing firm with that and then I'm curious too like if someone were to open a case and be like oh the size is wrong or whatever I'd like to return it can you still just kind of like stay silent and then Poshmark will step in or? Yeah, I I believe you can. I think people are just worried that it's just going to muddy the waters just enough where it's like some sellers are offering a partial refund when something doesn't fit perfectly. And some sellers are like sticking to the policy and doing nothing. It just, you know what I mean? Kind of makes that like messiness where it's not as clear cut. And that can be confusing for the customers too, because they could be like, well, I just bought something from someone else. And like, they were able to compensate me well it was kind of like when we had the posh shows at the beginning and there wasn't bundles yes and like each seller was handling that differently so it was confusing for the customer of like what are the actual rules because it might yeah if, if someone did offer then like a partial refund because um you know, the item didn't fit well or something. But also, like, why would you want a partial refund if it didn't fit? Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it doesn't fit, but $5 but back. $5, I could it... maybe slip into it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you can probably make it work for $5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get what you mean, that it's just, like, muddying things where it used to be really cut and dry and, like, Poshmark could kind of be the bad cop when situations like that would happen and like, just be like, Oh, this is the policy, you know, we wouldn't even really need to get involved. So I think that would be my vote is just to kind of still let Poshmark handle those cases. But like you were saying for the bundles, I didn't even thought of that. That is a great use of the partial refund. Yeah. Cause I can think of like, you know, over the last couple of years, a couple of times where it's like, that would have been the solution. Like, yeah, <laughs> me too. So either the solution, because sometimes in those situations, like they really did want to keep the other, like in that situation, she wanted to keep the rest of the stuff. Like she liked the rest of the stuff. It was my mistake. I left something out and the only options were returning everything and like rebuying it, me reshipping it out or her just keeping it and like being fine with it. 
And then I think I offered to be like this. I offered her like a discount on her next purchase or something. Like it made no sense. Like yeah, trying to make it right. Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting how to start getting cases once this, uh, with this happening of how it plays out. Yeah, you know. I guess it's good to have an an option in your back pocket. I'm just like curious if this will like change the game. Right. Yeah, I agree. Let us know what you guys think because. Curious, has anyone used this yet? I haven't had a situation where this has come into play for me yet. So I'm, I'm interested the first time it does. I'll definitely report back. Yeah. And if the buy, like if you're just like a casual buyer on Poshmark, like would you know that that's an option where you'd be like, I want a partial refund? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't, I'm curious on their end what they would be able to see as well. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure. Interesting. Okay, the main event of today's episode. We are talking about when it's time to say goodbye to an item. You know, sometimes you are listing things, listing personal items from your own closet, or, you know, you maybe you've made some sourcing mistakes over the past years or month. You're, sh- you know, sharing these items every day in your closet that just kind of sit at the bottom and just lurk there, and then maybe slowly someone buys them one by one over, like... A really long period yeah. of time yeah but at what point is it good to just you know i think sometimes we have the mindset where it's like there's a buyer for everything like someone will buy it eventually yeah. if you have the way place to store it just hang on to it and sometimes sometimes that stuff's just like weighing you down and you want to clear room in your inventory for more desirable items that'll move faster where's that balance yeah i think having some kind of threshold in your mind of like if it's listed for this long without you know any activity and I would think of it too as like is it even getting likes because like sometimes I have items like I have this item from the bins that like it gets so many likes I've played around with the price and like I don't know what's going on but it's like that item to me I will keep for you know yeah a while still but then there's definitely items I have that are like personal items. They've never gotten a like. Like <laughs> people wanted to dislike them. Yeah, people are like, "This is trash." <laughs> hey, just commenting to let you know this is ugly. Just kidding. <laughs> but it's like, okay, if I have a personal item like that that never gets a like, it's been up for you know a certain amount of time, and everyone's time limit's going to be different based on like how much you list and your capacity for these items too. So I think if you and I were still doing Poshmark out of our apartments, it would be very different than now. You know what I mean? Because both of us have a larger space to hold the items. So we're not as, they're not weighing on us as much maybe. But yeah, I just did this. And I think I talked about it in a previous episode of clearing out 60 personal items from my Poshmark closet. And it was a weight lifted off me and my closet. Like I feel so much better about my Poshmark and just where it's at and everything. And so, yeah, I think there's definitely a time and a place you have to, to have go some through. kind of, yeah. Yeah. I feel like the universe is just like telling me it's time. I need to revisit some things. Cause <laughs> you know, you brought it up a few weeks ago in the episode. And then when I talked to Juju this week, it kind of came up. She's, she's in the process of moving and, 
ended up just like deleting a bunch of items from her closet that weren't really serving her. And, you know, I see people talk about this on Instagram and I guess I've always kind of more personally had the mindset that it's like, well, if I have space to store it and it's already like in my inventory and it, I, I took the effort to list. Yeah. It. <laughs> it's like, it's not, I'm not like being, I'm not like confronting these items face to face besides the fact that they're just like, you know, sometimes I see them go by. um so they're easy to ignore and then here and there once in a while they sell you know i take the screenshot i send it to you i'm like oh my gosh this item from like 2020 just sold lol yeah you know like we had talked about a few weeks ago it's like these aren't the items that are like bringing me crazy profit especially not on a consistent basis like if something sells at a reasonable profit it's like more the exception than the rule yeah. And I just started thinking, like, I think in my closet, you know, I've had about between like 500 to 600 listings pretty consistently now. It dipped down a little bit during my big live selling phase when I was like selling everything. But now it's been back up to that same level, you know, the last six months at least. And um, that's where it was during like probably my peak on Poshmark when I was making the most was I always had like 500 to 600 items. I was making like a a pretty consistent amount a month, maybe like a year or two ago. And like, it just seems like lately I'm like, I'm doing all the same things. Like I got my active listings back up. Like, why are the sales like not exactly showing how they used to? But then it all comes back to my Indie Clover booth. (laughs) If your closet has the same amount of active listings, but the percentage of those like dud items starts creeping up. I think that's what's going on. It's like, I think I have 550 yeah. active listings, but like in 2021, when I had 550 active listings, it's like maybe 500 of them were really desirable items and 50 were the duds that I've like, you know, collected over my time reselling at that point. And now it's like I have 550 active listings and maybe like 200 of them are like the duds that just, you know, I, I'm listing 10 items yeah. a day. I sell the seven good items and the three, <clears throat> the three maybe exactly. not so good items just start collecting dust at the bottom of my closet. But I'm not noticing because it's like I'm seeing the active listings as a total and I'm not getting into the weeds of like the, the percentage of good listings is like decreasing. And that I think is what I'm seeing in my sales. So yeah. I have to either clear these items out so I have a more realistic picture or I at least need to know what that percentage is if I'm going to just sit on them still and like hope they sell. Or <clears throat> take a look at those and reduce the price significantly or, you know, right. do something else to kind of to try to clear them out right. through sales. Right. Yeah. They, they, they need an action plan. Or I, and I need to know like how many of them there realistically are so that I can get my actual active listings up high enough where that's like making up for it again. Um, yeah. But I think like a lot of them, like I think at different points, you know, some of them I've known about and I already have dropped the price and then I'm sending off like 50% offers sometimes like the offers are going up for like $6 an item. Right. They're not moving. Could be time to say yeah. goodbye as the episode title yeah. goes. I don't even know if I really have the solution but we wanted to talk through like some different things you could do with those items to try to 
you know, maybe get one last hurrah, capitalize, capitalize on them, get some money back for them. Or yeah. at this point, is it better to just donate them and, and have a more of a fresh start where it's like, okay, everything in my closet, I'm actually proud of. Right. Where like, yeah, there's definitely items in my closet where if somehow they accidentally get shared and they're at the top, I'm like humiliated. Exactly. <laughs> where I'm like, oh my gosh, check those to the bottom. What are you doing up there? Like, Yeah. And that's like not here. a good sign. It's like, I don't even back up this item personally. Like you kind of want to have things that you're excited to sell in your closet. Yeah. And I think it's being okay with like you're going to make mistakes picking up items and that trends change. And like, we've been doing this for a few years now. So it's like the trends a couple years ago are different from what they are today. So even if we picked up an item that was a good trend a couple years ago, it might just not have the demand today and that's okay. Right. So we don't need to hold on to it for 20 years for it to come back around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or something. So I think I, to, for me, that was a big piece of getting rid of the, the personal items where it was like, but I'm a reseller. I should be able to find someone to buy this like for the personal items and just kind of getting to the point where it's like, just because you're a reseller doesn't mean you have to be able to sell any used yeah, clothing not item that has ever existed you can <laughs> still just donate things if they're you know if it's time so yeah if they're not fitting the business plan it's not gonna happen yeah I was thinking one way to kind of market these items if they're all kind of similar you could try just making one of those big bundles and putting it on like Mercari or even like Facebook Marketplace um, definitely wouldn't get as much as, you know, you would individually for the items, but that could be an idea if you have a bunch of items. I mean, I'm thinking like personal items. I could have done that. I don't know if it would have sold, but like, that's since true. they were all kind of around the same size, it's like a women's just having variety like a women's, box. Yeah. Like I know obviously people do that with like children's clothes, but you could do that with women's workout or whatever too. So if you had things more, or if you had like, I know you've done it where you've had like different colors of the same like tank top or something and you can kind of sell them together so you could try different bundling things but also you could just let it go <laughs> yeah no that is maybe you maybe you've already tried all these you know what I mean and it's <laughs> like okay I've tried everything yeah but almost like a mystery box kind of set up but not mystery yeah of like oh like five a bundle of five swimsuits or a bundle of you know, five basic tees, or if you have like, you know, I think you were clearing out a lot of your old, more like business professional clothes from when you used to go into an office. It's like a bunch of like size, whatever dress tops or whatever, you know? Yeah. If there is a way to categorize and and sell it at super low price, like literally like $10 for like the box of them, maybe you could clear it up quickly that way. Yeah. Are people still doing mystery boxes? People are. I just saw, um, Amanda, she's like one of the Poshmark employees. You know, she oh, always yeah, like does the yeah. emceeing and stuff at Posh Fest, and she's like one of the Poshmark OGs. She was just cleaning out her own personal closet. Like she has a Poshmark closet that she, I think, sells on like kind of casually, just her own clothes and yeah. to like buy stuff on. And she was cleaning out her own closet. I saw on Instagram, and she just made a bunch of. I think she made like five or six just mystery boxes, like size whatever tops. And it seemed like they were already selling. Yeah. I kind of want to try that. Yeah. Um, 
And then her other plan for some of the other stuff was to have just schedule a posh show and just, you know, start them low. And yeah, that's another way you could get rid of it, too, is literally like do one of those shows where it's like the lowest starts you can just to see if, you know. Right. Well, and even then for yourself, if it's like, okay, no one wanted it at $1. Still nobody wanted it at $1. Like, bring it back to Goodwill. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes you need to like do all those steps to feel like, okay, I tried. I gave it the college try. Yeah. So that's some good ideas. And then, of course, the, the buy, sell, trade, you could definitely try bringing items there to trade out for some better items. We've definitely done that at Buffalo Exchange and Play-Dohs, getting some better items. Totally. I think it's a good time, too, to do it whenever we're at this, like, big change of season time in the year. You know, like, right now, we're going from spring, summer into fall, winter. Great time to go through your spring, summer items. Be realistic with what you've been hanging on to for a few years. And right. Uh, if it didn't sell this summer, it's like you want to store it again until March or April because it's probably not going to sell the next few months. That's a good point. Yeah. For those after that season's done, just like checking in with those stale items so they don't start taking over your whole closet and you think you have more active listings than you do like me. <laughs> it's like active listings is putting it strongly on some of these <laughs> i know i kind of want to like as homework you and i to like just look through our listings and count up like how many of these items would we pick up today right or like which percentage because of my i think mine was sourced is in the last six months and which percentage of my closet wasn't yeah and i should probably have a spreadsheet that tells me that which, if I pulled the posh report, I do put the date I bought things. I do have that spreadsheet, but I never once look at it. So maybe look at it. I've, I have done that too. I do that too in the notes. I put the month that I bought it in yeah. or listed it in. And yeah, when I've been doing like um, copy listings and you see that date and it's just like, yowza. Yeah, that that's a really good tool to use if you don't already when you're listing things to just put in the notes like September 2023 yeah and then like your cost or whatever just so then you especially I mean for you when you like have sourced the same item multiple times (laughs) you know what I mean right it can get confusing really quick of like when did I pick that up yeah it's almost like an inventory where it's like sometimes it's good to go through everything like not like not even on page just not like the spreadsheet's good to like you know have a good starting point to look at things and like know where to begin to pull things but also it's it is good to just kind of go through your whole closet once a year at least just to see what's going on yeah well I like the spreadsheet because it's so objective it's not you're not looking at the item and being like right oh I remember when I picked that up and I I was so excited about it there's no like emotions with it it's just like yep I've had that for three years yes (laughs) and I overpaid for it I paid $18 and now I have it listed for $6 and no one wants it (laughs) I would never do that now and it's like it's okay to just you know take the l on that (laughs) yeah taking the l is part of having any business like you know right that's what real retail stores do too you know like not everything's a slam dunk and you can't you don't necessarily get your return on every single item but the overall you do get your return on so but then you don't want to get clogged and bogged down with all this extra inventory 
Yeah, I think there's a sweet spot of finding when to let things go because also you don't want to be impatient. And it's like you've only had it for a month and you're like, why is this not selling? 60 da, da, da. days, and like, delete it. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> that, that seems like you could go too far that direction. So finding the timeline that works for you. I think, like you said, the seasons is a really good benchmark just to, to re-look at things each season. So. Any other thoughts about when to say goodbye? Yeah, I was thinking just since I am doing a lot of like decluttering in my own personal closet, just figuring out like what is what am I trying to have my style be like now? I just really don't know. And I'm trying to figure out like sizes and all of that. And I've I've taken a really like heavy hand with my own clothes, yeah. <laughs> like my personal clothes where I'm like, this doesn't fit. It's probably never going to fit. And that's totally okay. But I don't need it in here anymore. Or like, I just don't even like these items. So trying to take those out. But then I come across things where I'm like, it has a sentimental pull on me. It was How the dress many... I was wearing it to this. I want to yeah. keep it. How? And I think that's okay. I don't think, you know. Yeah. You should have to throw out everything just because it maybe doesn't fit you right now. But like, I was just curious, like, do you experience that? Do you have a lot of items where you're like, you know, you're not going to really wear it in the next, like, you know, foreseeable future, but you hang on to it because it has a special attachment? Yeah. Do you have anything like that? Yeah, I definitely have a few things in my closet where it's like, I'm keeping it, I wore it to something. I don't know, like, I'm just not ready to say goodbye to it for whatever reason. I don't know why. But um, yeah, overall, I think, especially since reselling has been a part of my life. Like I have gotten, I used to have, when we lived in Minnesota, before we moved to Arizona, we had like a two bedroom townhouse we rented and the whole second bedroom Rick turned into my closet. We literally like put like for your personal clothes. Yeah. Cause I worked at the mall <gasps> for a decade. That. I had, oh I had gosh. like a Hannah Montana closet like situation. <laughs> I, forgot about I had that. so many clothes. Like I oh. would shop all the time. Cause I got such a good discount. Like, at the mall uh, at the stores I worked at and I had you know I had to get ready for work every day I feel like I was keeping up with trends just like a lot more than you know now I work from home it's like a lot of times I'm wearing comfy clothes and whatever and and I only put an outfit on if like I'm gonna go like oh we're going to a happy hour we're doing this whatever I feel like when we moved I like kind of pared down and then when we then just with reselling you know I, I just started getting a little bit more minimal in like every area of my life. Like I feel like I don't have a ton of attachment to items in general. Like I don't really like having yeah. extra things around just kind of my preference because honestly, I'm not really like the most organized person. Like I really want to be, but I'm just like, my nature is to be kind of cluttery. So it just helps me by like not having as much stuff. Cause then it's like, okay, at least when it gets cluttery, like everything has a spot and I can like fix it quickly. Right. Um, so I feel like now I keep my closet pretty pared down. I feel like I'm just like a few months behind you with this whole like pregnancy thing. Cause like, yeah, when I go in my closet now, it's like, I don't even like, I just want to get rid of everything, <laughs> but like also me too. Fits me. <laughs> like right now, like I haven't had the chance to wear any of like, I'm wearing yeah. about 1% of my closet right now. Like I literally have like three pairs of maternity biker shorts like three t-shirts that on fit rotation. me <laughs> couple like <laughs> these dresses that I bought that are like these wrap dresses and like 
that's like it like i'm wearing the same thing like every week basically right now it's just like the only stuff that feels comfortable yeah. and works so it's like i don't really want to get rid of all my like clothes that i was wearing like, last winter because i don't know yeah i don't know what they're well what i'm considering doing is i've i've cut a lot of things where i'm like i just don't like this regardless of size i just don't like this yeah that was a big cut and then now i'm doing a cut of like i like this but it doesn't fit right now yeah and like i think i'm gonna put in a box that's not even in the closet i already like put clothes that don't fit in like a separate part of the closet but i think they're like literally not even going to be in the closet yeah these i like I have like Patagonia's just uncomfortably small or like jeans and stuff like that where I'm like, I still like these, but they do not fit. I think I'm going to put like maybe a date on that. And it's like at this date, I'm going to revisit it. And if they don't fit, then I'm just going to get rid of it. Like I can always, I think that's the good thing about reselling too. It was like, I can always get this again for a cheaper price in a size that I want. And then actually like replacing those items with things that I can wear now and feel like confident in because I feel like you too where like right now I have about like five outfits that I actually wear (laughs) on rotation and then like if the laundry isn't done by then I'm like scrambling trying to like make things work and it's like I hate this why am I hanging on to any of these (laughs) clothes yeah that's what they say I forget what the exact quote is but there's like a quote about that where it's like if you look every person if you look at their closet like you're probably wearing like the same 10 pieces over and over again it's not right. you're not really wearing all your clothes typically you know I think there's a few people that are, would be an exception that are like well and like I don't have a very like eccentric style true. so like I don't have these like flashy tops where I'm like oh I want to keep that even though it doesn't like go with a lot of things and I don't wear it a lot it's like all my stuff is kind of like neutral and like yeah <laughs> the same colors so it's like if, if you're only wearing like 10 items and it's like yeah then we're kind of curating it so it's 10 items you like really love um right that work together like almost like a capsule like that's why I get that's literally what wardrobe. I'm thinking now where I'm like I kind of feel like I already have one of what I actually wear so I'm I kind of want to take everything out that I either don't like doesn't fit right now like put them in these different categories but like have the closet be empty and then have literally the five outfits that I wear that are like athleisure kind of outfits that work with my life right now I think it's different too because like I wear so many sweaters and like I have so many sweaters but (laughs) you can't wear a sweater right now right yes (laughs) so that's part of the problem too where it's just like I don't put like seasonal items away I just have them up yeah but literally just like try it for a couple weeks of like this is my wardrobe. How does it feel? I think it's going to feel really good where I'm not going to have to look at all these. It's org- It's all organized. It's all hanging up. It looks all beautiful. It's all color coordinated. Like I'm weird about that, but it's like, it's still like messy in my mind to look at all these outfits. What for one reason or another, do not pick any of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm like looking in the laundry bin and I'm like, oh, they're in there. I better just wash them now. Like, you know yeah. What I mean? <laughs> okay. So you need to watch my fa- one of my favorite YouTubers, she like she doesn't make as much content anymore. She just her name's Kitty Cotton, and she's in Min- Minneapolis, so they have like full four season weather there. I want to say maybe like five or six years ago, I like found her channel because she was doing like a lot of content around capsule wardrobes. I think yeah. her and her sister did like a year long challenge. They were gonna have a capsule for each season. 
and like the capsule was like 30 items total and she made videos yeah. about like you know she she did like a video on like okay this is my fall you know 2017 capsule or whatever it was at the time and then she would show like how she put the outfits together with it and then you know when she was planning for like the winter one she's like okay I'm keeping these items from the fall but I need to I need to source like two nice sweaters to like round out my capsule for like the next one and they ended up doing it for like two years and she made like a whole course about it that I think she sells but she has a Mm. ton of free content and then her and her sister they have a podcast called I think it's called the Kitty and Kimberly podcast and they did one episode that was about capsule wardrobes specifically too and obviously like you don't need to be as strict with it like they wouldn't wear like once the capsule was set that was part of their challenge was like this is it like and then make it work yeah and then she would give feedback like oh I could have used like a few more tops and I didn't end up wearing I think I wore these pants no times during it like they took up a spot in the capsule and I didn't even need it I really really get inspired every time I watch her videos on that because she always looks so put together it seemed like she really like loved all her outfits she was like having fun getting dressed but it wasn't just like that overwhelming a closet full of clothes with nothing to wear kind of thing that happens yeah yeah you need to watch that, yeah, that playlist. It's I, really I, good. I, I'm really interested in that. And yeah, I definitely want to do some kind of challenge like that. Yeah. Where I just try it. And maybe I'll be like, oh, I'm, where are all my clothes? You know what I mean? And like, you know, learn something. But I feel like I would benefit from having a way simple, simplified closet. Because I feel like, like you were saying, like when you go through these different stages of life of like different work situations even what kind of outfits you need where like when you're working at the mall you kind of need a certain type of outfit yeah or if you're working in an office you need a certain type of outfit and like both of us have had a lot of changes with that so it's like we have all these outfits that kind of aren't what we're reaching for now (laughs) yeah yeah no you should check out her channel because like literally I'm looking at she has a playlist that's just called capsule wardrobes it has like 22 videos of this whole journey yeah. And it literally starts with how I planned my fall capsule wardrobe was like one of the first ones. So it's the perfect time of year. Yeah. Then it goes like down, like through her winter capsule her summer capsule. Like it goes through all of them for like over two years, how she stores everything. That's awesome. And I'm sure there's other people making similar content too, that you could get inspiration. Oh, yeah. From if her style is not for you, but honestly, she kind of has your style. So I think it would work for you. <gasps> perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Going back to the, sentimental items I agree that like I have a lot less yeah items in my personal closet where I know I have like the dress I wore to our rehearsal dinner that's one of mine that I have I'm not gonna wear this like but I'm like I don't know I just I can't yeah yeah I weirdly have (laughs) I wore the same shirt to every CPA exam that I took Uh, like all four of the exams I wore the exact same that is like weird superstitious yeah but like (laughs) but now I'm like I can never get rid of this shirt it's my lucky charm but I'm never I'm never wearing it but like that's another one where I'm like I'm okay with hanging on to the because that shirt to me is like uh special means something but yeah besides that I've gotten rid of a lot like I think race shirts like if you do like a race I would hang on to any of those like from a 5k or whatever and I've I've never done a race, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But then I also have probably a handful of items where it's just like, you know, I think I bought a lot of clothes when I was working at the mall that were just like, 
I got a good deal on them. And I, I yeah. didn't like them, but, like, it wasn't – like, I feel like I have a few things where I – through that process where I like really found something where it's like it feels really one of a kind I feel like a 10 out of 10 amazing anytime I wear this like this is just like my style I wish all my items I loved as much as this top you know or whatever yeah and yeah like maybe I don't wear it all the time but it's like if you if you start collecting more things like that that you actually really are excited about and love and like I think those kind of fall in that category too, where it's like, okay, maybe this certain dress I don't reach for all the time, but it's like, if I need to wear a dress that I feel really good in, then I have this one that I like. Right. Just having a couple like, yeah, outfits like that. That's a good point. Like key pieces, I guess they call them. Yeah. I'm, I'm considering uh, making like a reel or something of some of my journey with my personal clothes of just cleaning out my closet and um, maybe making a capsule closet. So more on that if I yeah you should if I have some success and I know Pinterest is a really good spot for I've looked at like capsule wardrobes like a lot of people have like little canva docs that they've made that are like kind of show an example of a capsule wardrobe so if you don't know where to get start with yeah yeah, where it's like okay like how many pants how many shirts how many this it kind of like breaks it all down and shows you like an example of one and then you can kind of like yeah see if there's one that already you have most of the pieces for and you would only need to get like a couple things filled in and then with thrifting it's like we can always get such a good deal on clothes now right love it well lots of lots of thoughts about saying goodbye to items I think we're both kind of in the same spot of Poshmark personal items just kind of looking around and seeing what can (laughs) out the door exactly time to we're getting in that mood where we want to declutter everything Oh, I'm always in this mood. <laughs> Same. <laughs> if you liked this episode, feel free to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We love reading those. It helps other people find our podcast. Yeah, leave us a good review. Yes. Also, if you have a question or something you'd like us to discuss on an upcoming episode, if you have any tips for my new capsule closet, <laughs> please reach out to us. You can email us at sisterswhoposh at gmail.com or you can message us on Instagram at sisterswhoposh. Awesome. Well, we'll talk to you next week. Love you, Maddie. Love you too. Bye. Bye.